0: Life Audio.
1: Coming up on the next Encouragement for You podcast episode, psychologist and author Dr. Gary Oliver discusses the power of perspective, and we interact with callers on the subject of life is tough, but God is good.
0: Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit LifeAudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in
2: an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free.
0: 20 Years Encouragement for Use host Don Hawkins hosted a live radio program titled Life Perspectives. On this episode of our podcast, Don talks about the power of perspective with Christian psychologist Dr. Gary Oliver.
1: Gary, as we talk about the power of perspective, uh, this passage of scripture gives us really two very strongly contrasting perspectives, does it not?
3: Absolutely, you know, one of the things of the years that, that we both have learned with, uh, thousands of folks we've been honored to work with is that how we see things, the perspective we have on what's going on in our lives has a great impact on the outcome. You know, Proverbs says, as, as, as a person thinketh in his heart, so is he. And what we focus on, what we dwell on, our, our, our perspective can make all the difference in the world as to what the outcome of the situation is.
1: Now, as we look at the perspective in Numbers 13, there were 12 men who had a very important mission, and came back with two radically different conclusions, and those really come down to perspective, which in reality is how we look at things, because we believe it's important to have a perspective on life, to have a uh, the right perspective, God's perspective on the issues that relate to life.
3: Yeah, and the problem, you know, in the situation in Numbers is we have, you know, it's 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 an amazing scene. The Jews who have been slaves in Egypt are freed by God. They have the ten plagues. The Red Seas parted. And and, and God is, for over a million people, providing the food and covering protection. They're now at the edge of the promised land. And uh, they they, they send 12 spies in to to look at the land. Mm -hmm. Twelve spies come back. And uh, there are ten spies who choose to focus on the negative, to focus on the problems, to focus on the obstacles. And there are two spies, Joshua and Caleb, who see all those things, so the very real problems, they don't ignore them, Don, but, but they choose to focus on who God is mm. on what God has promised. And uh, the difference between those two
1: interpretations, those perspectives,
3: made all the difference in the world for the children of Israel for the next 40 years.
1: Now, we're not talking about redefining reality. We're talking about how we look at it, correct?
3: Absolutely, yeah, because, uh, you know, in the in story there were uh, some, some, some large people. Well, first of all, there there's some fortified cities. And so yep. the spies go in, and, 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 and those who are have a chance to have your Bible, if, if, if you're in your car, don't open your Bible and look at the Bible right now.
1: Yes, Look please. at it when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> Trust us. We'll, we'll read it correctly. <laughs>
3: Believe us. We're, 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 we're psychologists. We know what we're talking about We're here. with you all the way. But, but for those who do have your Bibles, in, in, in verse 28, they saw the people were, were powerful, they were strong, uh, and there was a group of people there who they considered giants. Now, they may have been not not that tall by today's standard, but, but, but you know, the size of folks then. Yeah. And so all they saw was the large people. Their interpretation was mm. that we can't possess the land because they're too big and they're too strong. And then they moved from that. You know, once you start to focus on a problem mm. or a barrier, yeah. the problem becomes bigger. And it, it, it appears bigger and bigger and bigger, and all of a sudden, you, you, you know the phrase Don, how you can't see the forest for the trees.
1: Absolutely, heard it many times. Well, that's
3: what happens to. I mean, that's happened to me in my own life. I, I, I know it has to you, and so many of our listeners. Sure. And so, what is a, a, a mountain that with God's help we could climb over? All of a sudden, becomes Mount Everest.
1: In reality, the mountain may not be that much higher than any other mountain. In fact, than mountains that, by the grace of God, we've scaled in the past. But for some reason, this particular mountain looks huge. It looks impossible to scale. The circumstances look different. And, and granted, circumstances may really be serious. Uh, uh, these giants may have had more military might than Israel, but there was one major factor that Caleb and Joshua rolled into the equation that the other ten people totally omitted, totally left out. Talk about that, Gary.
3: Well, yeah, Joshua and Caleb saw the same problems. They saw the same giants. They saw the same cities. But, but they said, but here's what God has promised. God, God has promised that by his help, by his strength, by his power, we can take the land. But those ten spies were so focused on the difficulties, on the obstacles, they forgot all about God's promises. And there's, there's an amazing passage there. It says there in verse 33, we saw the, 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 the giant people, the large people. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. And this is what I call the grasshopper complex. When mm-hmm. we dwell on problems, when we allow the temporal to wipe out, you know, uh, the, the, the eternal, then a molehill becomes a mountain. Mm. And, and we become like grasshoppers, and, and, and we forget about God's promises. And what is the problem, as you said just a minute ago, Don, with God's help we, we could handle, where we could become Romans 8 more than conquerors, we become more than conquered. We become more depressed, more anxious, more discouraged, more defeated. And, and the hole is ten times deeper than it needed to be.
1: Gary, you refer to this as the power of perspective. Uh, talk about that particular title and where the power comes from in perspective.
3: Well, one of the things I learned a long time ago, and, and you know, we've been, been friends for many, many years, and yes. I've been on the program a number of times, and mm-hmm. so some of the lister, listeners may remember that I've had cancer. I've, I've had five cancer surgeries. In the last two years, I've lost one of my sons. i I lost my wife, Carrie, of 27 years to cancer. I, hmm. I lost my only sibling, my sister, Marcia, last October. So not only am I a psychologist and, the, and, and a theologian who's studied and read and taught on these things, but I've, I've been through the dark waters. And over the years, I've learned it's so easy for us to allow our circumstances to determine our reality, that when we have problems, that when there's a diagnosis, that, as you said a minute ago, we need to take it seriously. Uh, we need to acknowledge it and embrace it. But God wants us to help us to see the temporal mm. in light of the eternal, to see our problems from yep. the perspective of who we are in Christ, yeah. of who God is, of what he's promised, of the track record that he has for thousands of years, and certainly in our lives the track record that he's had for as long as we've, we've known him. And the perspective is not to deny our problems and not to say that they're not important, but our perspective is to look at those in light of, in light of what we know to be true.
1: And that brings us right back to the Bible. You and I were both involved for many years in the ministry of Back to the Bible That's out right. of Lincoln, Nebraska, and you as a member of the board there and myself serving as co-host and producer. And, and really, the Bible is the ultimate answer. There's no question about that, correct?
3: Yeah, you, you know... On, i I think the problem is for a lot of people is that some people like to take the Bible and quote verses, which is important i I, I still do Bible memory, yeah, and some people can use the Bible and just quote the verses and as a way of running from of not facing their problems mm, yeah. but they don 't really apply what they 're quoting and and uh just to quote a verse, but you know truth takes on power when we apply it and we allow God's Spirit to apply it to our specific situations, and that's what we're talking about.
1: Let's talk first to Sarah, listening down in Austin, Texas. Hello, Sarah.
2: I need a perspective. I, I go from being the adult and seeing the goodness and then being the wounded child. My husband and I uh, married for 34 years, uh, separated for seven years. He's um, finally moved in with the woman he's committing adultery with and um i'm having a hard time i mean there's a part of me is seeing the goodness because i've returned to the lord and i've gotten a lot of um christian women friendships and uh, you know I, I feel like i'm on a good path but then there's a part of me that is just so wounded i mean we have an adult son and um he doesn't realize that he's still a role model for our son and yeah. so help me with a perspective
1: here yeah wow. thank you so much for calling us sarah we uh are just so glad to be and we will definitely ask our prayer team to be in prayer for you and to pray that god will deal with your husband and with your son gary
3: well sir bless your heart thank thank you for calling first first of all there are some things that that just saying words of course can't change and 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 uh, the fact that you're hurting, that you're discouraged, that you're wounded is, is quite frankly very healthy and very, very, very normal. And, yeah. you know, one of the things in situations that, that we can't control, uh, which actually most situations in life we can't control, uh, I was not able to control my five diagnoses of cancer, no. although I sure tried. But the question becomes so often, then, then, then what what can I control? What what can I change? And And, and, and where can I have impact? And and in the process of dealing with and, and, and praying for your husband and, and 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 the loss that you've gone through and seeing the impact on, on your son and and your own wounded heart, Satan would love to have you focus on that to the exclusion of the fact that regardless of what your husband chooses to do, God still loves you, God can still use your life, and somehow there are people watching you, and the way you are responding to this is probably being a blessing and encouragement to people's lives in ways that you don't know. I've seen so many women and men over the years who've had an unfaithful spouse, and and the very understandable pain and wounds from that have so taken their life that that, that they lost their joy, they lost their victory, they they they, they, they mm. kind of really gave up on their their faith, and as all that did was make things worse yeah. and make it less likely there'd be any hope of restoration or reconciliation. So I want to applaud you for, for your faith, for not giving up, for reaching out, for having some friends, from staying in, in the faith. And um, I think in your case, that perspective involves remembering who God is, that the final chapter has not been written yet, and to ask God, Lord, what, what, what can I do, and how can you use me in the midst of this?
1: Yeah, we just are so grateful for your persistent attitude and love, Sarah, and commitment to the Lord and to having good friends and and letting them encourage you. Bless your heart. There are a couple of verses I want to share with you that I think really reinforce what Gary has shared with you. One of those is Galatians 6, 9. It says, Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap a harvest if we don't give up. And then the other verse is Luke eighteen one, one that we share frequently on this program and that ties into my book, Never Give Up, where Jesus spoke a parable that we should always pray and never give up. Don't discount the power of prayer.
0: We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live. Heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the theworshipchannel.org. Next segment, Encouragement for You host Don Hawkins talks with callers from across the country on how life is tough, but God is good.
1: Now, before we go to the phones, a couple of people I want you to think with me about who were uh, individuals who uh, graced the pages of Scripture who found life to be tough, but God to be good. If I were to mention the Old Testament, um, perhaps the first name to come to your mind would be Job. Uh, Job was a man who uh, literally seemed to have it all. He had a great family. He had all the wealth. He had acclaim. He was respected in his city. And then he lost everything. And in Job chapter 1, it's the most incredible thing when he received a series of Uh, announcements uh, announcing that uh, he had lost his seven sons and three daughters, announcing that he had lost his possessions. Uh, Basically, what happened is that Job arose and tore his robe, shaved his head, fell to the ground in worship, and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. Blessed Be the name of the Lord. Another great song, Blessed Be Your Name, comes right out of this passage of Scripture. And then in Job 23, verse 10, Job says, He knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. The Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians in the New Testament, chapter 12, went through an incredibly difficult time and uh, said he was given a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan, to buffet him, to discourage him. And uh, three times he asked God to take this thorn away, and God essentially said to him, My grace is sufficient, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And Job, therefore, was able to rejoice in his adversities that the power of Christ could rest on him. And then a great perspective that he talks about having the treasure of God in chapter 4 of Second Corinthians in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God, not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side but not crushed, perplexed but not in despair, persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed— And he goes on to talk about, We do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My prayer is that this program will help you fix your focus, your eyes, on not what is seen, but what is unseen, on that which is eternal, and that as a result, you will be encouraged and experience the grace of God in these hard times. Life is tough, but God is good. Our first call from Rebecca listening in Nebraska. Hello, Rebecca.
4: I just want to give you the ultimate testimony through the radio network that I found salvation last night.
1: Wonderful. Tell us how it happened.
4: Just listening to someone else's salvation and I just prayed the prayer and I trusted in the prayer and I didn't know I was saved until the morning when I was listening to another preacher and mm. it just, it it clicked. It just made since mm. I had to trust that Christ just entered my life, and my heart was overjoyed. All the pain, all the hurt, all the doubt was gone, and trust and love and faith and perseverance just flowed in. I just praise God, and I just want to tell everyone who's listening that if... If a lost child like me, if God can find me again and I can find God, he will just open open his arms and receive you as you are, mm. love you. No matter all your faults, he loves you so much, and oh. I'm just thankful.
1: That is just a powerful and incredible testimony. And I just want to thank you so much, Rebecca, for sharing that. And we just have the opportunity to rejoice in you. You know, there's greater joy in heaven over a person who comes to know christ as savior than over virtually anything else and and way beyond anything else and so uh, we are sharing in your joy and rejoicing in the assurance of your salvation i'm reminded of romans 10:17 that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god heavenly father i thank you uh, that your child rebecca has come to know you and turned to jesus christ and placed her trust in him Thank you, Lord, that you've given her the gift of eternal life, and she will never perish, and no one can pluck her out of your hand. And, Lord, we're so grateful for that promise in John 10, verses 27 through 30. And I pray that you would encourage Rebecca and help her, as Peter said in 1 Peter 3, to grow in grace and knowledge of you. We give you thanks and praise for what you have accomplished and will accomplish in her life. And, Lord, continue to use her and her testimony in the lives of others now, even as you have to encourage us in Jesus' name. Amen. And I can't help thinking that maybe some of you listening have not yet come to a place in your life where you're absolutely sure that if you stood before God tonight and He said, why should I let you into my heaven, uh, that you would have the correct answer. You're just not quite sure. Well, friend, let me share with you the good news that begins with bad news. The bad news is that all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. That's what Romans 3, verse 23 tells us. And the penalty for sin, according to Romans six, twenty-three, is death, separation from God. None of us deserves heaven. We've all gone astray, together become unprofitable, none that does good, no, not one. But the reality is Jesus Christ, God's perfect son, was sent to this world by his heavenly Father. He came and lived that perfect, sinless life, but then he died on the cross Uh, not as a martyr to a cause, not because of some tragedy of history, but as a part of the plan of God to provide salvation for you and for me and for everyone who places their trust in him. He died on the cross to pay for your sins, and he rose again from the dead to guarantee you eternal life. Well, Kathy is listening in Montgomery, Alabama. Kathy, welcome to Life Perspectives. Hello. Hi. Good to talk with you. Good to hear from you.
2: I wanted to call and share hope, especially for those people that suffer from depression. Okay. Um, I've had a difficult life, divorced. Uh, my first husband was a pedophile. Mm. The Lord has blessed me with a, a very wonderful Christian husband. But I needed to tell people, because I listened to this over and over on your radio station, that... um God is faithful and just and good to his His um, children. Um, I have suffered with depression probably since 1996. Yeah. And couldn't understand why maybe the Lord didn't heal me from it. Uh, the only thing I could hold on to was that Paul's thorn in his side. You know, his grace is sufficient. Yeah. Well, in, a, let's see, 2003... I was diagnosed with a brain tumor and ended up losing 87 pounds in two months and rushed in and out of the hospital, went into renal failure, Mm. everything. And, of course, with my depression and my security of my salvation, I'm ready to go to be with the Lord. Yeah. However, he wasn't ready for me to come.
1: And we're glad. (laughs) After
2: three months. We went back for the second MRI, and as the tumor was there, the tumor was gone. Wow. And the doctor said, well, your tumor had a stroke and died and fell off, and we knew what had happened. (laughs) And I I really believe that my husband and I just know that God chose to heal me, and whether he wanted me to know that even through depression— um, he loves me, and He sees me through. Wow. And the best thing I can say for anyone suffering for depression is just to serve Him. Mm. I've been in Christian work for 18 years, and uh, I love serving my Lord. And uh, just I wanted to give them encouragement to know that God loves them, and there is mm. a place for them and a purpose yeah. for their life even though they're depressed. And uh, I appreciate the radio station and listening to it and listening to the words of encouragement. But uh, the Lord just chose to heal me. And uh, I'm still on medication for depression <laughs> and still dependent on Him. But I just wow. wanted to share with them that God is good.
1: Fantastic. All I'm the time. I'm thrilled to hear that testimony, it is powerful. And I want you to know, Kathy, that we rejoice in that, rejoice in you and what God has done and is doing in your life. And I want you to know that we will be praying for you. Lord, I thank you so much for Kathy and for the miracle that you have accomplished in her life. Uh, Lord, you've given her grace for the, the difficulties in her marriage and the health issues. But, Lord, you've chosen to take away her thorn in the flesh, and you've done this in a supernatural way. We give you all the praise and the glory. And, Lord, often you choose to do this. Sometimes you don't choose to do this, but we recognize that you're good, whatever you do, because you're a good God. Uh, Lord, you've demonstrated that, and, and Kathy has acknowledged and praised you. And, Father, I pray... Uh, that our dear friend Kathy, who's on the phone with me right now, might be able to experience in a special way your grace and your love. And I pray this for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement For You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and lifeaudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers. Production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us.
1: Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more.
0: Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You.